0: Happy New Year, everyone. Uh, My name is Nick Cifuentes, and I wish to welcome you to the third edition of the Immigration Solutions Podcast, and this is also the first edition of 2009. So really, um, you know, we're really proud to continue to present up-to-the-minute news and information in a fluid and timely manner that impacts your daily decision-making as it pertains to business immigration. You know, when you think about it, our website is worldwide, and it's growing all the time. We have a readership numbering in the thousands from all business sectors interested in our news and services who read our material, visit our blog and website daily, and most importantly, they listen to this monthly podcast. You know, and that kind of walks me into another feature that I'd like to talk about really quick is is, um, some of our targeted advertising opportunities we have. You know, we in 2009 are really going to look to grow quite a few sectors of this site and the way 2008 went for us, which was fantastic, we really looked to just double that come 2009. So, you know, with our media kit that we've put together, and you'll be able to find that at our website, immigrationsolution.net, you can find that in the footer of the website where it says advertise with us, and you can also find it on the blog on the right hand side, uh, it's in a little picture that says media kit, just click on that, take a look. Uh, We really want to give you the opportunity to take your product, to take the service you offer, and, and really streamline that and offer it in a unique manner through our site to our users because the, the opportunity there is tremendous. So, what I'd like you to do is go ahead to the site, take a look at that, and then please call or email me. Uh, probably email is probably the best bet to reach me, and you can reach me at ncifuentes, which is ncifuentes, at immigration solution.net. Get started uh, with the third edition of the Immigration Solutions podcast. We're going to mention a new hospitality EB five investment opportunity in the United States. Um, it's a really exciting opportunity to invest about five hundred thousand U.S. dollars in a new eighty unit hotel and restaurant project near the Bradley International Airport in Connecticut, and become a lawful permanent resident of the U.S.A. in the process. The EB five employment based immigration category is for immigrants seeking to invest substantial sums in new business in the United States. It will give each investor the security of permanent U.S. residence without repeated visa applications and may provide an avenue towards citizenship after five years. With a green card through an EB-5 investment visa, you will have the flexibility to take any job, or keep your existing job if you currently are holding a work-authorized non-immigrant visa, run any business, retire, and live anywhere in the United States. You know, you can avoid quota backlogs and other immigrant visa categories by seeking permanent residence through this historically underutilized visa category. You have access to the same benefits enjoyed by U.S. citizens. The uniqueness of the property for this project is evident, as it is where the majority of businesses are located in the area, and it's exploding with new businesses even in these economic times, with approximately 15 million square feet of industrial and office space within a quarter mile of the site. Within 200 yards of the property, Walgreens has constructed a 750,000 square foot distribution center set to open shortly. This property will enjoy both the airport business and the surrounding commercial business. This investment opportunity has a considerable potential for growth and due to the large size of the lot, could possibly handle even double the number of existing hotel rooms. Additionally, there will be 3,600 square feet freestanding chain restaurant that will be open seven days a week for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, as well as late-night entertainment. There are a limited number of EB-5 investment opportunities available for this project. And if you're interested in taking advantage of this, we would ask you to please contact Tim Martin for more information. You can contact him at ctsuites at yahoo.com. That's spelled C-T-S-U-I-T-E-S at yahoo.com. Or you can visit the website at www.bradleyinternationalhotelventures.com again that's www.bradleyinternationalhotelventures.com and if you would like to reach Tim by phone you can also reach him at 860-392-8565 and also immigration solutions available for Inquiry or legal consultation pertaining to the EB five investor visa process. So, if you have any questions about this or the EB five process in general, please contact us at info at immigration But you know, people
1: get all emotional, and sometimes, man, they just don't act rationally, they, oh, they think they're just on TV.
0: The EB five. A Creative Solution to Green Card Quota Backlogs, by Brandon Meyer, Associate and Contributing Writer. The system for allocating employment-based immigrant visas is broken. The January 9, 2000 visa bulletin issued by the Department of State continues to signal interminable waiting periods for those hoping to apply for permanent residence, specifically in the second and third preference categories for Chinese and Indian nationals. I have previously written for ILW.com that a large basis for this mess stems from the temporary expansion of the H-1B cap from 1999 to 2003. Short of a major modification in the way immigrant visas are allocated, combined with a substantial increase in total numbers available, there is no relief in sight. Many observers are predicting comprehensive immigration reform legislation in 2009 to solve this problem. Although I unfortunately believe that such a program is unlikely for the foreseeable future. The best that may be achievable in 2009 may be piecemeal relief in specific areas, such as relief for nurses and other healthcare professionals. So, what does one is one to do while stuck in a green card K that is seemingly without end? One could continue to wait around for a long promised comprehensive immigration reform to set them free, or they could continue to wait for the priority date to be someday become current. After all, Many thousands of people have been waiting for several years in this endlessly absurd state of limbo. So what are a few more years of waiting? Unfortunately, weighing the improbable, which is comprehensive immigration reform, versus the unreliable, which is the sustained forward movement of any priority dates, has become an unacceptable choice of these many thousands who suffer from day-to-day uncertainty that the broken immigrant visa system breeds. Time is too precious a commodity to waste. Some fresh ideas are needed to offer meaningful solutions to those who have been long-suffering in the twilight zone of the immigrant visa allocation system. Potential outside-the-box solutions to the problem of the immigrant visa quagmire do exist, and they are frequently overlooked by many immigration practitioners, accustomed to seeing the world as a linear path that starts with an H-1B, rose into a labor certification, leading seamlessly to an immigrant visa petition, then happily commencing with the issuance of a green card after the approval of an adjustment of status application. To be sure, many people have benefited from this straightforward, conventional approach. However, if you're an Indian national staring at the January 2009 Visa Bulletin reading that only individuals in the third preference category with a priority date of October 15, 2001 or earlier are eligible to apply for permanent residence, this straightforward approach may seem more like a perpetuation of an endless nightmare. Even second preference Indian nationals looking at an eligibility date of July 1, 2003, only a mere five and a half years ago, must be wondering whether the Iraq war will both begin and end before their priority date becomes current. So what can be done to avoid the uncertainty and slothful movement of the employment-based priority dates? Marriage to a United States citizen is one approach, but one that will not be the focus of this article. Instead, I will argue that individuals stuck in priority date limbo should consider the EB-5 category for immigrant investors, subject to the independent advice of financial and tax professionals, and after conducting thorough due diligence before proceeding. Annual allocation of immigrant visas in the EB-5 category is 10000 not less than 3,000 of which are reserved for investors in so-called targeted employment areas, and 3,000 reserved for investors in USCIS's designated regional centers. There is no current backlog in the EB-5 category, nor has there ever been. I would argue that the EB-5 program now presents a potential end-around of the grinding backlogs that persist in the second and third employment-based immigrant visa categories. Am I really suggesting that the EB-5 category now represents a credible alternative to employment-based immigration in the second and third preference categories, the one that requires a $1 million investment and plagued by nearly 100% denial rate in the recent past? Yes. There are now many viable investment options that either qualify as an EB-5 regional center or as an investment project within a targeted employment area. Qualifying regional centers and targeted employment area projects require an investment of $500,000 and do not mandate active management of the EB-5 enterprise. Unlike the traditional EB-5 program, which requires a $1 million investment, making the EB-5 program more accessible to a broader range of people than is often realized. Secondly, many of the problems that haunted the early days of the EB-5 program have seemingly become overcome. Practitioners have become more skillful in preparing successful EB-5 petitions, while marginal EB-5 projects have disappeared from the landscape through natural selection. EB-5 approval rates have risen in recent years, topping 76% and 82% for 2007 and 2008, respectively. Approval rates for subsequent applications to remove the condition Permanent Resident Status, which is Form I-829, that initially come after EB-5 approval were 69%, and 73% for 2007 and 2008. USCIS is also beginning to develop a more user-friendly, realistic, adjudicatory approach to EB-5 matters by centralizing adjudication with the California Service Center and providing specialized training to a dedicated unit of adjudicators. If successful, more consistent and commensical adjudications should be forthcoming. I do not seek to minimize the financial risk associated with investing $500,000 in a project in order to avoid the backlogged immigrant visa K. No EB-5 investment project nor any other investment is risk-free and $500,000 is a lot of money for most people. However, $500,000 is not as much money as it was when the EB-5 program was first enacted in 1990 and the financial risk associated with investing One's future employment and financial prospects and the uncertainty of haphazard priority date movements are unquantifiable, but undoubtedly large. For an Indian national waiting for more than seven and a half years to be eligible for permanent residence, what if the unimaginable occurred and priority dates retrogress further? What if the economic downturn leads to widespread job losses and a weak labor market that causes people to either lose their priority date and or their AOS applications, rendering years of waiting for permanent residence a complete loss? What if an angry left-wing U.S. Congress beholden to labor unions who pine for the imagined glories of the 1950s and season upon a national mood of unhappiness with an unstable economic climate decide that one obvious solution to U.S. economic ills is to curtail the immigrant visa numbers in employment-based categories? In the zero-sum logic that often passes for insight in trade and immigration debates, many politicians can easily equate curtailing Immigrant visa issuance by seventy-five thousand as a surefire method of creating seventy-five thousand jobs for U.S. citizens. The knock-on effect for current priority date backlogs would be immense. Given the present backlogs that plague employment-based immigrant visa issuance and uncertainties with the world economy, whatever trade and immigrant laws it laws the U.S. Congress may enact in response, investing in qualifying regional centers, or targeted employment areas, project may serve as an excellent hedge for individuals stuck in the Priority Day Quagmire. Pursuing an immigrant visa through the EB-5 program does not require an individual to abandon any pending or approved labor certifications. Immigrant visa petitions, such as the I-140 petition or pending I-485 application that a US employer has filed on their behalf. Individuals pursuing permanent residence through both conventional employment-based methods and the EB-5 category can pursue these options concurrent, essentially seeing which process gets them to the finish line first. Currently, the race is something akin to a race between the tortoise and the hare. With no current backlogs, processing times currently averaging seven and a half months, and with premium processing a possibility in the future, becoming the beneficiary of an EB-5 petition may save individuals stuck in the priority date limbo several years of time and more importantly uncertainty. Once the EB-5 petition and the following green card applications are approved on a conditional basis, a beneficiary can apply to have the conditional aspect of permanent resident status removed 90 days prior to the two-year anniversary of the grant of conditional permanent residence. At current processing times, An individual may navigate the entire EB-5 process, from initial filing to the bestowal of permanent residence without conditions in approximately three to four years. While the prospect of waiting another three to four years may seem unpalatable, unlike the backlogs that prevent the filing of a green card application for many, most of the waiting time for the EB-5 process is composed of USCIS processing and the statutory two-year period of conditional permanent residence for successful EB-5 beneficiaries. For those stuck in the normal employment-based green card K, already waiting several years just to become eligible to apply, this must represent an improvement. Some may argue that the timing could hardly be worse to invest $500,000 in an EB-5 project. Paradoxically, the timing may never be better. Buying at the bottom of the market will always show a greater percentage gain when the market recovers and may make the I-829 removal conditions application the easier proposition. While the concurrent economic news is overwhelmingly negative, this situation will not last forever. The economy will improve. It always has, and it always will. Prelude to the H-1B filing season Employers, it is not too soon in any way to be setting your hiring strategy in place for the April 1, 2009 commencement of the H-1B filing period to start employment October 1, 2009 for the fiscal year 2010. USCIS expects to receive far more petitions for new H-1B employment than are needed to meet the annual quota of 65000 as well as for the additional 20,000 H-1B numbers for candidates with U.S. advanced degrees. We cannot stress how important it is to employers seeking to hire new H-1B workers, identify all current or future employees who will need initial H-1B sponsorship as soon as possible. We encourage you to work closely with your immigration provider on the thorough preparation of your casework so that it will be ready to be sent by courier for delivery to the USCIS on April 1st 2009. 160,000 cases were filed against H-1B quotas last year. It is anticipated, due to the economic downturn, that there, will be, there may be fewer H-1B filings in fiscal year 2010. However, it is still certain that USCIS will receive a very high volume of filings that will far surpass the annual quotas as employers submit petitions in anticipation for their future hiring needs. USCIS will use a computerized lottery if an excess of H-1B petitions are received to choose the petition that will be awarded a CAP number. Planning in advance cannot be stressed enough. Employers must have their cases ready for arrival at USCIS on April 1st and must know what they are approvable when submitted to ensure that they are included in the selection process. Even with the advanced planning and timely filing, There is no guarantee that a petition will be awarded a quota number if the USCIS receives more than enough petitions to satisfy the annual cap. Immigration Solutions is already starting to gather relevant and required documentation to draft H-1B casework such as college or university degrees and transcripts, evaluations of foreign education credentials, certified translations of foreign language documents, maintenance of a status of information, etc. Now is the time to do your strategizing and to gather all necessary information to assure that the casework, when filed, is complete and approvable upon submission to the USCIS. Labor condition applications should be obtained as soon as possible. The Department of Labor has announced its intention to more closely scrutinize the LCAs beginning in early 2009. In the past, LCAs were processed very quickly online, in a matter of minutes. However, it has been stated that the Department of Labor is expected to take up to seven days or more to process LCAs. Planning concerning this is absolutely essential. Employers should not wait until the final weeks before April 1, 2009 to obtain certified LCAs. LCAs should be submitted to the Department of Labor as soon as possible, so that H-1B petitions can be completed and ready to file on April 1st. Employers should note that obtaining an LCA early can shorten H-1B workers' initial period of stay, since LCAs can only be obtained six months before a requested start date and are valid for a maximum of three years. However, if applied for early, the certified LCA will be in hand and ready to file with the H-1B petition on April 1st. For more information about eligibility, or the filing process, please contact us at info at immigrationsolution.net.
1: One thing's for certain that I can see.
0: Immigration remains top-tier issue for new administration. Gaby Martinez wrote in politico.com that in presidential transition offices. Immigration is cited as a top-tier issue that Obama will have to tackle early in his administration. Indications of this come from Obama's nominations of key champions of tough, fair, and practical immigration reform to serve in his administration, including Arizona Governor Janet Napolitano, New Mexico Governor Bill Richardson, and National Council of La Raza Senior Vice President Cecilia Munez. While everyone knows the economy is the first order of business. Even Michael Shertoff would agree that something needs to be done about immigration, especially after it was revealed that undocumented workers were tidying up his suburban Maryland home. For more information to read the rest of this article, please head to ImmigrationSolution.net and click on the January 2009 newsletter. Oh,
1: Steve.
0: Settlement opens up amnesty for tens of thousands of immigrants. Turkish immigrant Erkan Aydin, in his office at the Anaheim car dealership, is now eligible for amnesty under the class action suit settled in September. For two decades, Anaheim businessman Erkan Aydin has taken on a task of unimaginable for most immigrants like himself, trying to convince the U.S. government that he was here illegally. Aydin, 50, arrived in the United States from his native Turkey with a valid student visa in 1981, but fell out of legal status when he failed to enroll in school. The customer service representative has a powerful reason why he wants to be considered an illegal immigrant. It would make him eligible for amnesty, offered to 2.7 million illegal immigrants under the 1986 immigration reform law. Thanks to a recent legal settlement, the chance to apply for amnesty is finally open to Aydin and tens of thousands of others who have entered the country on a valid visa, but fell out of legal status between 1982 and 1988. The settlement, approved this fall by a U.S. District Court in Washington State, stems from a class-action lawsuit filed by Attorney Peter Shea, originally on behalf of the Immigrant Assistance Program of the Los Angeles County Federation of Labor. For more information, and to read the rest of this article, please head to ImmigrationSolution.net. And please read our recent newsletter for the January 2009 edition. That
1: you're still here. I'm so grateful that you're still here. I'm so thankful that you're still here.
0: Mm-hmm. Hospital of the Future. Report from the Joint Commission urges major changes. In order to help hospitals adjust to the challenges of the future, the Joint Commission collected insights from some of the nation's top healthcare analysts. Their guidelines are the basis for health care at the crossroads, guiding principles for the development of the hospital of the future, a report that outlines how hospitals should adapt in the areas of finance, technology, staffing, standards of care, and hospital design. A number of powerful forces are in operation today that are confronting hospitals and forcing them to make major adjustments in the way they provide care to patients in order to survive in today's competitive marketplace and to be viable tomorrow, said Mark R. Chasen, president of the Joint Commission in a teleconference. Challenges are posed by economics, by technology, by demographics, a shortage of workers, and by physical design challenges in hospital buildings. Any one of these issues would be a test for hospitals. But combined, they require hospitals to transform as the future unfolds. We mentioned one area of particular interest to our readership work sure, workforce shortages. You know, workforce shortages have persistently plagued hospitals over the last several years. By 2020, the Council on Physician and Nurse Supply estimates that the United States will be short 300,000 physicians. In addition, healthcare staffing expert Peter Bauhaus, Ph.D., and resident nurse, estimates that at the same time, the industry will need 285,000 more nurses. Even today, the country has a shortfall of approximately 1,300 general surgeons, according to the U.S. Census Bureau. Without proper planning for the future, hospitals will find themselves with plenty of patients and not enough clinicians to care for them to address the fact that demands for certain healthcare professionals outstrip supply and to meet the needs of patients in the future. The report makes the following recommendations. First point, fair migration and compensation policies for foreign educated nurses. Second point, creating a culture that attracts and retains healthcare workers. Third point, encourage increased education and skill sets among healthcare workers. And finally the fourth point, develop team-oriented approaches to patient care. For more information on this article and to hear the rest of it, please head to ImmigrationSolution.net, check on our Recent News tab, and click on the January 2009 newsletter. There you'll be able to read the rest of this article as well as as the remainder of our January 2009 newsletter. Well, I hope you enjoyed the podcast as much as we love putting it together. Again, at Immigration Solutions, we just want to say thank you once again for giving us a great 2008 and for making 2009 and and what the plans we have for 2009 even better. So again, from the bottom of our hearts, thank you very much for listening and for being a loyal customer and taking part in the conversation that we really wish to to push out with this podcast. So again, thank you, and we will see you next month.
1: Again and again. no giving up on this fight like new blades of grass in old sidewalk cracks where well, you can pave me all I can't stay Oh, I go Go on my way But I'll be back again Some other day